The gospel reading for this morning comes from John's gospel, beginning in the sixth chapter at the 24th verse. John wrote these things. So when the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? And Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. And then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? And Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, Well, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O God of concrete, air, and fishes, pour our cup and break our bread. Multiply our deepest wishes till all is felt and fed. Princes, paupers, royal children, all in need of God's embrace. Saints and angels feast on mercy. Earth and heaven feast on grace. Open our ears, our hearts, and our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. An old man went to a diner every day for lunch, and he always ordered the same thing. He ordered the soup of the day. So one day the manager asked him well, how he liked his meal, and the old man replied, Well, it was good, but you could give a little more bread. Two slices of bread is really not enough. So the next day, the manager told the waitress to give him four slices of bread. How was your meal today, sir? The manager asked. Well, it was good, but you could give a little more bread, came the reply. So the next day, the manager told the waitress to give him eight slices of bread. Well, how was your meal today, sir? The manager asked. Good, but you could give a little more bread. So, the next day, the manager told the waitress to give him the whole loaf of bread, 16 slices with his soup. Well, how was your meal today, sir? The manager asked. Well, it was good, but you could give a little more bread, came the reply. So the manager was now obsessed with seeing this customer satisfied with his meal. So he went to the bakery and he ordered a six-foot-long loaf of bread. And when the man came in, as usual the next day, the waitress and the manager cut the whole loaf in half, buttered the entire length of each half, and laid it out along the counter, right next to the bowl of soup. 
And the old man sat down, he devoured the bowl of soup and both halves of the six-foot-long bread. And the manager now thought that he would get the answer he was looking for. So when the old man came up to pay for his meal, the manager asked in the usual way, Well, how was your meal today, sir? Well, the old man replied, Well, it was good as usual, but I see you are back to serving only two slices of bread. So sometime this week, folks, you'll make a trip to the grocery store to buy a loaf of bread, and it will be right there on the shelf waiting for you. You'll have a variety of loaves to choose from. You'll pay little attention to the price, probably not realizing even that the packaging costs more than the wheat that's in the bread. All in all, you will probably think it a very uneventful trip, but you'd be wrong. It is really tough for us as Americans to understand the importance of bread unless we turn on our TV and see what is going on in so many other parts of the world today. Where there is no stuff of life, there is suffering and famine. And just a simple loaf of bread, something which we do not even give a second thought, but still in parts of our world today, it means life itself. And I think it's only when we begin to get the importance of bread, not only now, but also in the time of Jesus, that we start to understand what was going on in our story for today. Would you just think for a moment with me about all of the important theological events in, events in Scripture that revolve around bread? The most important corporate event in the Old Testament was probably the Exodus, the trip from Egypt to the Promised Land. But do you remember what caused the Hebrews to be in Egypt in the first place? It was for want of bread, you will recall. The wheat crop had failed due to drought, and the Hebrews migrated to the land of Pharaoh because there was a surplus of storage there. It was bread, or the lack of it, that initiated all of those events. And later, when they're on their way to the promised land and they were griping of hunger in the wilderness, God rained down on them bread from heaven, as it was called, in the form of manna. And Jesus began his ministry in the wilderness, tempted by Satan to turn stones to bread. And Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. And the prayer Jesus taught us all to pray contains the line, give us this day our daily bread. And perhaps we remember stuff about bread because at the Last Supper with his disciples, Jesus broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. You just cannot escape the significance of bread throughout the entire story. Now, in its most basic form, life depends on bread. But bread only nourishes life. It does not make it all that God intended it to be. Life also demands relationship, caring and sharing, tenderness and affection, giving as well as receiving love. There must also be shared values and commitments. You know, I'm not sure that I buy the notion that people fall in love. I think they grow in love. And they don't fall out of love. They just cease to love because they cease growing in love. Life 
needs more than bread. It needs love and light and beauty and blessedness. So the story this morning, a small boy is brought to Jesus with five barley loaves and from that little bit of bread, Jesus is able to feed this vast multitude that had assembled there. And after this event, Jesus goes on teaching, but imagine that there's an issue because his miracle has now generated controversy. Quite impressed with what they've seen, a group of scribes approach Jesus and say, in effect, if you are the Messiah, then prove it. They pointed out that when the Hebrews were in the wilderness, Moses was able to bring bread from heaven. And since that time, there was a strong belief that when the Messiah came, he too would be able to bring manna from heaven. Because you see, this had been the Superman kind of act of Moses. And surely, they reasoned, the Messiah could go way beyond even that. In other words, they're challenging Jesus to substantiate his claim of messiahship by raining down bread on them. Well, some might say it was not the feeding of the 5,000 that was a miracle in their eyes. Well, I think it was a miracle to them in some ways, and it wasn't. They were impressed, no doubt about that. But you see, Jesus' critics would argue that he just fed 5,000 while Moses fed an entire nation. Jesus, they said, you've just fed these people for one day. But Moses did it for 40 years. What you've done is just multiply some loaves and fishes, but Moses made it appear from nowhere. You see, the Messiah, it was thought at the time, would outperform the signs of Moses. He who was to come would do superior work. And Jesus meets these expectations by saying that they'd misinterpreted the Moses event. First of all, he reminded them that the bread had not come from Moses, but from God. They were putting the emphasis really in the wrong place. You see, Moses was the facilitator, not the originator. I really think the anonymous poet stated it clearly. And the poet wrote this, Back of the loaf is the snowy flower, and back of the flower the mill, and back of the mill are the wheat and the shower and the sun and the Father's will. Physical bread is always God's gift. And then Jesus went on to explain that they failed to see that the real bread from heaven was not manna at all. <clears throat> that it was only meant to be a symbol of true bread. You see, the real bread from heaven comes down and feeds not only a person's physical needs, but their spiritual needs as well. And that, I think, brings us to our focus for today. And the bread on our altar is really symbolic of it, because at its core, even we who think we understand, this bread is really a mystery. It's the central truth of the Christian gospel. This bread must be broken for us to be nourished by it. And that is really what the sacrament of the Lord's Supper is all about. The body of Christ, continually broken, that the salvation and continued life of Jesus the Christ might come to you and to me. And that is ultimately a mystery. 
And all we can do is simply receive it. But back to our story for just a second. I think the crowd was thinking, if not saying, now just wait a minute. It was Moses who gave our ancestors bread in the wilderness. Do you mean to tell us that you can do the same thing? And Jesus said, it wasn't Moses who gave you bread in the wilderness. It was God. And God has sent down God's bread from heaven to you. And I am the bread of life. And he who comes to me will never hunger. And he who believes in me will never thirst. And the crowd said, Lord, give us this bread always. To God be the glory. Amen.